Welcome to Radical Strategies. Yay! My good friend Steph. Yay! Here we are. And uh, the subject for this series that we're doing now is that of creative careers. So we're talking to different people, mostly my friends who've got interesting careers in different creative disciplines. And we're just seeing what we can learn from the trials and tribulations that they've gone through, maybe some of the hard lessons that they've had to deal with. And uh, hopefully someone that's watching this who's just starting their career might learn something or two, or maybe not make the same stupid mistakes that we made when we were starting out. Well, but let's see. So yeah, you want to say hello? Give us a little hey intro. Hello. hello. Radical strategy watchers. <laughs> <laughs> and Rod, thank you for having me. Yes, I am so excited to finally be here. I made it to your pod, so I'm so excited. Uh, but yeah, I, you know what's funny? You're saying hopefully people don't make the same mistakes that we did or the stupid mm. mistakes. I have to say that's really where I learn most of my lessons, my valuable that lessons. Oh yeah, absolutely. That that's true. It's it's pain often is the best teacher, oh, right? When you feel yeah. like ah, something's gone terribly wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's true. Um, but I figure if we can give someone some tools or some couple things to think about, or maybe right after they've made the horrible blunder, they might remember something we said. Yeah, maybe. for we'll sure. See. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I think your story is interesting. Um, is that I've known you. Um, as someone that you, your practice is being in, in front of the camera in different ways, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, you know, modeling and you've had um, numerous campaigns, advertisements done with you uh, in mm -hmm. front of the camera. Um, and then you've also been um, developing acting. I've even read some of your scripts. So you've got a bit of a skill there for writing. Um, and then a lot of people might know you for Fun With Dumb. Uh, yeah. which is a, a live stream that you're doing as well. So you're a content creator, model, you know, doing a few different things. Um, but I also know that the first career you had wasn't really necessarily creative. And I think this is going to be quite interesting for us to talk about, to see someone that was heading down a certain path and then made a bit of a course correction. And I really want to dissect what you're going through, what you're thinking. And... Um, you know, what you were saying to yourself as at the time that you were making these changes. Um, so let's start. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> yeah, memory lane. There's a lot that's happened in the last two years since I've gotten into the creative field. Yeah. I'm doing all these, like, it's weird. It's not, it, I, I don't, the funny thing is that I don't feel like it's a job mm. because I don't have, it's, it's, I, I'm really jobless. Like I really am. I'm not tied to anything, mm -hmm. right? And so yeah. that that's that takes some getting to used to coming from I was I was in sales, I was in real estate sales. So that's yeah. all, you know, my own uh, prospecting. Um I used to make cold calls, door knock, um made flyers, farmed neighborhoods. Wow. I did that for almost 8 years. I still do it now, but yeah. the clients that I have now aren't their their network or like referrals more than me having to go out there and like you know, do the cold door knocking and all that. So, mm -hmm. um, which is nice because I get to work with people I choose to work with. Um, I could be pickier. So, but yes, I don't do it. That is not my like full-time job anymore. It's not mm -hmm. even really my 
part-time I just that's almost like become my hobby job yeah that's funny yeah <laughs> that's interesting way to look at it. but let's just back up for a second yes. and uh I just want to ask you how would you define what your creative practice is if you were to say right what you now? do now right now um how would you describe your career I... at the minute that's so hard because I don't I well you you can you know it's a modern way of doing things sounds that you're slash this slash that right yeah. you might be a spy slash interior designer slash stylist slash content creator yoga I've, teacher you know everyone is doing a bunch of different things now so you can describe it that way too my career goal has always been to be an actress so yeah. acting is my first career but I don't feel uh I never felt the confidence to say that as my first slash, yeah. you yeah, know, yeah. because I, don't, I feel like I don't have like the background or enough like evidence to show that that is what I am. So yeah. I, I would like to say I'm an actress, but I've done mostly modeling and uh, commercial acting. So like commercials that you see on TV or for mm. big advertisement, national campaigns, things of that sort. Yeah. Um, I, yes, I podcast, I'm a host of a podcast. And I, th I like to think I'm an artist. I like to create, I have ideas and I like to showcase it. Mm -hmm. So I'm an entertainer. I like to entertain people and hopefully people find that stuff amusing. Um, and I am a mental health advocate too. <laughs> so there's a, oh, I, I, wow. yeah, yes. <laughs> I like to put that in there. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm curious on the subject of, self-belief and confidence uh -huh. um maybe i say that because uh when i look back on me as a kid and a young adult etc i would say that i was pretty low confident person mm -hmm. you know the opposite of outgoing very soft-spoken definitely had a bit of willpower and creative vision but uh very low confidence and mm -hmm. i'm curious to explore this with the different people that i'm talking to to see what they're confident about like when you are pursuing your creative career um and you're putting yourself out there what are you what's giving you that motivation what's making you feel what, what do you think you're good at basically i think huh, these are interesting questions i love mm. how you are <laughs> i think <laughs> I'm confident in my ability to have conversations, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, have fun. I'm confident in having fun mm -hmm. and that I, uh, damn, that is, why is that such a, it's hard to answer questions about yourself that are positive, especially when you're supposed to be humble. Like you come from a humble beginnings or uh. like but, but if you think about it, you, you're putting yourself in front of a camera, right? I know. So I think you, that, it yeah. takes a certain feeling inside to put yourself in front of a camera and have it start recording something or yeah. shooting stills, right? Yeah. I think I'm interesting. I mm. think that I have a lot of layers. I think I yeah. am very, can be deep. A lot of times I'm not. A lot of times I'm just on the surface level and that's okay mm. too. Um, I have a lot to share with the world and I've been hurt a lot and I've had a lot of pain that I like mm. to express. 
Mm-hmm. So I think being like human is something I'm good at. I can't even say that, but, um, and being pretty truthful and, um, self-aware about that. Mm-hmm. And if people can like see something through it, whatever it is, or like feel something from that or take something from that, I think I've done my part of my job. So I think I'm, I think I'm good at connecting. Did you ever have a moment um, before you started transitioning into your creative career um, of frustration or unhappiness with where things were going as an adult and you started to talk to yourself about switching or trying out to, to change direction? You want to talk us through like some of that journey that you were on? Um, when I was going through the transition into being in the creative. Yeah, or just, just the desire to, uh, develop a creative career from where uh-huh. you were. Yeah. Um, I think, I, I think that it, uh, it came down to doing this weird program called Landmark. I don't know if you've heard of it. Some people might call it cultish. It kind I of, I have heard of it. Yeah. Yes. So I did, I did being in sales because there is no and or being a real estate agent like there is no boss like you're your own boss so you create your yeah. own. so a lot of times i feel like sales these sales people tend to not have that much direction or like no no one's telling them like how to do anything mm-hmm. so and i think sometimes real estate agents get into that job because they're lost like they're like oh i don't know what else to do with my life but so let's like get this license and make some money mm-hmm. so it 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 um because there's there's this world of like people who feel a bit lost, they need someone to lead them. So they go into these like they do these like t- Tony Robbins, or like you've heard of him, right? Like, oh he's yeah. Like, oh, uh, oh, actually, <laughs> Tony Robbins had a a positive impact on me when I was nineteen. I read his book, and uh, I'd never come across the idea of imagining the most unlimited life you could, where everything that you are imagining in your head can be your life. Yeah. When I was 19, that was a completely foreign thought. No one had ever presented that to me. And I read his first book and, um, and that was the start of a journey for me in believing that I could make something of myself and take the creative talent that I had and actually have it work. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I have, uh, some positive vibes in the direction of Tony Robbins. Have, have you done his programs? Like, have you gone? No. To- no. Okay. So, okay. Well, I I went to that. Like, so I, oh, I yeah. called Unleash the Power Within. It's like yeah. It's like, Unleash. Yeah, I Unleash the Power Within. Um, I think a lot of these, you know, that landmark, all these like self help things. It's good for people who um need like some motivation in their life or mm. or like need to learn about their purpose maybe. And I think yeah. it helps from start people to get to, but I used to be so cynical of all that. And then when I was in real estate and I was like, my, my goals were very superficial. It was like, just to make money. It's to support my family. It was very like, n- there was no like internal, like I wasn't having internal like dialogues or, or monologues. Mm-hmm. Myself. It was just like, I need to like hit my numbers, meet my goals. I need to get the nice car. I need to get, I need to live on like the penthouse floor. 
And yeah. I started doing all that, but I wasn't very fulfilled because it was very like, there, there, what was the purpose? I don't know. Mm. Money. It was like chasing what the American dream is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so I went to all these things and, but it was landmark where I learned that I wasn't fulfilled through these jobs. And it like, it like woke me up to the fact that I was like, oh, I'm not being creative. I'm not like doing the things that I used to want to do when I was younger. Uh, my, my, the meaning towards life, like I didn't know what my meaning for life was anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to move to New York. I'm going to uh, pursue what I want to pursue. So I started, my excuse to moving to New York was to, um, was like it was more to like to to be free to like to to learn about like what i like my dislikes and um my excuse out there was to become a makeup artist mm-hmm. but i did i like went to school for makeup and that's when i realized like oh my god this is so fun and like in new york there's it's like infinite possibilities in like a small amount of space like you learn that so many people had like like multiple jobs, like multi-hyphen jobs. And uh, and very quickly you could do all those things with the help of like your friends and like cr- other creatives. And a lot of people like, you know, it's like a hub for creatives to come out mm-hmm. there and kind of explore. Yeah. So uh, that's when I, I was out there and I was at a fashion, I was at a, I was doing makeup uh, backstage for a client and the designer one of the models didn't show up. So the designer was like, Hey, can you fill in? So I did that. And then I was like, yeah. Oh my God, I love, I love being in front of the camera more than I like being behind the camera. And made yeah. me so nervous. And I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I looked like, mm. but I was like, Oh, I like, I just know I like doing this part, you know? And it reminded me of like when I was a kid and I used to love exploring and, um, so let's jump into that in more detail. I'm really fascinated by people who are finding their way as mm-hmm. professional creatives for mm-hmm. lack of a better term. Um, and then looking back to what they were like when they didn't really have any worries, um, they all they had to hopefully be was their authentic selves. I mean, we're assuming that they're in a stable household and everything's going reasonably well in some way with their childhood. In those moments as kids where they could do as they're going to do, um, how did that manifest itself? And then compare that to what the person's doing now. And I often see that there's a real similarity. I know for me that what I'm doing now, you know, the silly cars and and, uh, everything I was into back then, um, you know, music, style, art, drawing, it's all very similar now. Um, Anyway, but let's look at you. You, when you were younger, um, were you a creative kid? Were, did you have projects? Were you dressing up? What, like, what was going on? Because you, mm-hmm. you say that you wanted to get back to what you were like before. So I assume before you had something going on that's is more you're expressing now in your authentic self? Yeah. Uh, yes. I learned that through therapy. When I started going to therapy, that I was not in tune with all of that. And I didn't. Mm-hmm. I couldn't really recall my childhood very much because I had, like, a lot of us have traumatic uh, childhoods, but yeah. I definitely become an adult really fast. So yeah. I have many memories of, like, what my life was like before. But I, I do know, like, in my adolescent life and, like, middle school, like, the projects, the type of projects I really like to do were art projects. Mm-hmm. You know, did really well. Like, I um, won awards for, like, poetry. Um, I 
loved singing. I'm not even a good singer, but like I I loved being in chorus and like mm-hmm. kind of like anytime I was able to kind of like express myself. Um, but yeah, like, so my therapist was like, one day was like, hey, why don't you like go look through like your old pictures, like try to go find some pictures of you like playing, like something simple like that. So I went back because I couldn't really remember a lot of the things I did when under the age of like eight years old, I kind of went and uh, looked through like pictures. I asked my mom for pictures and, you know, I'm like being silly. Like I'm on like tricycles and I'm um, dressed up like a clown and um, I could just tell I was very happy. There was a time in my life at some point where all the pictures started looking very dull and dark, but that was just things that happened through my childhood where, um, like I had to adult really quick, but before that I noticed like very colorful pictures. I was always at, like, my family always had parties and like, you know, I loved, um, what looked like I was like dancing, I would karaoke, lots of pictures like that. So I just knew that I, I liked playing. It was just playing. Mm. Um, in, and, in a performative kind of way, maybe, or. Yeah, in a, yeah. Perform- yeah, in a performance way. Is that way. a word? I liked being word? Did I just make that up? Yeah, performative. Yeah, I think that's used in a different <laughs> in like <laughs> negative form. But yeah. I think that I just like being the center of attention too, mm-hmm. right? But like when I went through my little trauma stuff, um, I I realized I think like when I mentioned like the pictures were getting darker, I started wearing monotone colors and like hoodies and stuff. Like I was pretty emo. I think that I just uh, decided to be behind the scenes. At mm-hmm. that point, I. I knew I liked makeup and doing beauty. So like when I was with my girlfriends, I would always help my friends like prepare for like prom or whatever it was, or like a a Mm -hmm. dance. It was never about me. Like it was about the other person. Mm -hmm. And I did that for my sister. I did that for my aunts and uncles. I'm not uncles, my aunts and my like, like I loved watching my mom like get prepared and like beautify herself. And I was always like the support to that. So I think I liked being the front, like in the front end of all that at one point. And then when like life happened, I like, I took the, I I took the other side of becoming like the the behind the scenes person. And now Mm -hmm. I'm like taking back that power and like being like, okay, I want to be the front, in front of the the camera again. So that was like, these are interesting questions that I haven't like really, I almost feel like. (laughs) um, I sent you the questions yesterday. I know I didn't. I didn't really yeah. look at didn't stream of, you know what these are like stream of. It's content. fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's better. It's uh, it's spontaneous. Well, it's stream it's of conscious, like right, yeah. like not even like I have like looked at like I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> like I'm in a therapy session right now, which is good. This is real, apparently. So. Well, I'm I'm uh, I'm curious. Um, so it sounds like it was a mix of you, uh taking a decision to go down into an unknown path, right? Going to New York and finding community there and um, just seeing, exploring in some ways, right? And yeah, through that, that, different opportunities came and you were kind of able to find your way. Yeah, there's a and, lot of exploring. Mm-hmm. And I, I would say one lesson there uh, that I'm taking from this um, is that sometimes you just have to do something, right? You have to take a decision and make a change. And I think sometimes people get paralyzed saying, oh, I have to take the right decision. I need to know exactly what career I'm going to pursue. 
and I have to be able to write the whole thing down, visualize the whole thing. Otherwise, I'm not going to do anything because I don't mm -hmm. know what to do. Mm -hmm. And I always say that it's better to just take a decision and start doing something different um, and see what happens and then make adjustments as you go, right? You didn't necessarily know when you're going to New York that you're going to how things would be when you came back from New York. Mm -hmm. um, but it was through just shifting gears, trying something yeah. and, and heading into an area that the door started to open and you're able to find a pathway of sorts. Yeah. Is it, what I would you say? Yeah, I, that's very true. I think that if you have an intention of some sort or um, that it doesn't really matter, there is no one way to get there. There's like what it might like 8 billion people in this world like we're all so unique like with the yeah. way we're going to get to something is going to be completely different there's no one way to do it and so yeah uh, i've never been someone that's very planned everything i've done has been pretty at whim um and it's been fine i don't you know like i have no complaints i wish i learned to be a little bit more um organized but I think I have ADHD. I don't know. Maybe. I think a lot of creatives do. Um, <laughs> and maybe if I got that under control, maybe things would be a little bit more um, less hectic. But it's been it's been good. It's been okay. And, you know, it's. I think that we only have this one life to live. So why not just go for what you want? And yeah. I know it's easier for some of us to say because we're, you know, we have our privilege and like, I'm very privileged that I'm in America this way. You know, I'm so grateful. I always think about that. I'm like, I have so much freedom to do what I want. Um, and, you know, I did, I believe in manifestation, which is just another form of goal setting. I think it's just mm -hmm. not, it's, it's, it's almost like in a spiritual way. Like just being like, oh, I, I want this thing. And then you just go your life trying to get to that thing, whatever that is, and uh, try to be a good person on the way through. And uh, hopefully things happen for you. That's, that's what I believe. I believe that if you set your intention and you remain focused on that intention, then one, uh, thoughts and creative ideas and strategies will occur to you, right? Oh, I'm going to try doing that thing, right? My goal is over there. I'm, I'm seeing that I can, that thing can happen there. And then gradually, if you put some of those into, into action, you're going to start edging your way over. For sure. You know, there will be setbacks. You may have to start over, but just keeping going in one direction and not, not quitting is, <laughs> sounds yeah. simple, but it actually is a way to get, make things happen. Um, but of course, there's always the, the chance occurrences, whether you want to call that manifestation or, or what, you know, depends what model of the universe you look at, right? Is everything random? Do things happen for a reason? You know, we could debate that. But whatever the case, opportunity happens, right? The spotlight comes at when sometimes when you're not expecting it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes creatives will shy away from that, right? Mm -hmm. um, like when the person asked you, hey, well, you want to be in the show? Another mm -hmm. version of you would have said, no, mm -hmm. no, no, what? That's no, I don't want that. No. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but you said yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, I think that's another interesting lesson to look at, right? The word yes. Yeah. That's a confusing one. Cause some people are like, if you say yes to things, things come because you're asking for it. And then some people are like, 
well, you have to learn to say no, because then uh, no is more powerful. Then you mm. know what you want, and you're not accepting trash too, right? Yeah. It's a kind of a, I think that's a balance of the two. There's yeah. no way. And you know what? Yes works for some people, and no works for some other people. And I think it has a lot to do with your personality. Like One of the other artists that I've been talking to about this said something, a bombshell in a different mm -hmm. interview, and she said, keep saying yes until you can say no. I thought, ah, what? That, yeah, I thought yeah. that was truly brilliant, right? Yeah. Until you can say yes. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Because you need all one. those opportunities. You need to be open to opportunities, trying things out before you start realizing what you don't like. Yeah, exactly. That's a point. Yeah. Like um, so let's turn our attention now and look at the importance of the hustle. And it oh. sounds like you had no problem with that. <laughs> what you were talking about with your, your real estate career, all the different things you're doing, which I think for other quiet, sensitive, introverted, uh, creative sounds like a total and utter nightmare. And yeah. kudos to you for being able to do that. I certainly could never knock on a door. What? That's yeah. crazy. Wow. Um, that's amazing. So the thing I'm curious about is how you took that skill that you'd already developed in this, you know, previous career and how you applied hustle once you decided on being someone that has a limelight of sorts on mm -hmm. them, being in front of the camera, et cetera, presenting your personality and yeah. your styles. So how did you start applying hustle? Huh, what, what, could, what could we learn from, you know, how you've approached things to get things going? Uh, I think that when you feel like you have no other option but to do what you're doing, mm -hmm. it comes naturally. I don't, if that makes sense. I, I, I don't even know, like, I hustled because I needed to make money. I needed to provide. And then leaving that job where that's a, financially at some point it became a financially stable job mm -hmm. and uh, a good money job you're like and then coming into a creative world where i'm like oh my god at one point i just you know i used to think there's no way i could make money being creative i didn't mm -hmm. have creative friends so it wasn't like i knew that 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 was impossible mm -hmm. so i was like oh my god i'm gonna have to do this so at that point you start it's almost like I guess you're like prospecting or finding opportunities for yourself the way I would look for opportunities knocking on doors, like looking for the person that's going to say, yes, I will, I would like to buy a house or I'd like to move. So it's the same thing as, you know, looking for a manager or agents, even if, and almost being kind of like dumb, dumb to the idea of that there could be rejection. I'm so used to rejection because of all the door knocking, cold calling. Like yeah. I've been told like a hundred thousand times no, like that's normal. So yeah. I think that helped a lot. Is that I'm okay with rejection. Yeah, I'm okay with that on a non-personal work level. So you know when I'm doing audition after audition and I'm saying getting no's, I don't really get a hurt by it. It's I don't know why I'm not chosen, and I I never will know. Mm -hmm. I can't I can't get a perfect score. I could just keep going and try my best. And I think that's, yeah. that's a lot of like, the, I guess, hustle mentality of not just being affected by that. Um, I don't know where that comes from. Uh, probably a lot of it in the past was from repression. <laughs> so again? Like, 
it comes from like repressing your feelings. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Being a little huh. dumb, just right. you know, going with that. So uh, yeah, that's kind of what I, that's kind of helped me. I think being a little, little bit uh, not so uh, egocentric about that is mm. good. Well, let's dissect this even further just to see if anyone watching wants to learn more about like how you go about developing yourself and uh, you know being being able to uh, see yourself on billboards and you know appear in advertising campaigns or to be a content creator and, and have live streams going out. Um, like how, how do you go about making this happen? Uh, what else, what else can we, can we learn about this or can you share oh, this job? Like, how do you, how do you get on a billboard? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, how do you, how do you develop the career so that these opportunities come oh, your way? Lord, I did not, no one taught me. I figured like for me, this is, this is what works for me was yeah. I went on to, I went on to Yelp. Okay. Mm -hmm. I went on to Yelp cause that's where I found food. That's where I found like businesses, like storage places, moving companies. So I was like, why don't I look for an agent on Yelp? So I literally went on Yelp and the place that had the most reviews for a commercial agent, um, mm -hmm. positive reviews. I called or emailed them. I think I emailed them and um, they told me to come in to, it was actually their office was in a WeWork office. So I was like, wait, <laughs> fucking real? Like, I was like, what is this what Hollywood's, uh, Hollywood's about? I don't know. So I went in and then I was really nervous and um, <laughs> the first person I went in and uh, the only place I interviewed for, they accepted me. So I was like, I was like, wow, okay, that was easy. And then mm. she started just submitting me. Melissa just started submitting me into like um, commercials and things like that. And I got, um, started getting campaigns. I don't know. Like I didn't do it the right way. I didn't take headshots. None of my pictures were headshots. They were literally like pictures that I took or my friends took of me. Mm -hmm. Um, even now, I don't even really have a headshot. Like, I think one thing good about that is that like, the pictures look real and they do stand out compared to other people's, maybe because I, they know it's an authentic picture of me. I, I think sometimes headshots could look artificial or like they've been touched up. So like people don't know what to expect. So at that point, that, that helped me out. Mm -hmm. um, and... Uh, that was basically it. It was, I just went to my first agency and I got in. So they just started submitting me through that. And then with that, I just kept doing the same thing for my uh, theatrical, for the theatrical agency, they, they, um, they reached out to me. So I just went with them. I kind of just went with whatever was handed to me. I didn't make it well, difficult because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I, I did just a lot got the impression that you were also down to like collab on shoots and um oh. you know you're writing scripts and you're meeting filmmakers and photographers and you're getting involved with the community uh mm -hmm. you're making creative friends and all that. i've always viewed you as someone that's stirring the pot and um you know mixing up the energy mm -hmm. definitely i think that's very important is in this industry is to uh, collaborate and meet mm -hmm. other people whether it's your um I guess like a content creator or a social influencer yeah. or whatever that is, is that you do have to collab uh, just to learn like what you like and don't like, the mm -hmm. types of people you like to work with, you don't like to work with, 
I think that's important too. Um, your style, um, learning like from, you know, if you want to learn how to do something, you got to watch people do it. You got to be there and then experience it too. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, yes, I have collabed with a lot of people, photographers that either reach out to me or people that I really look up to, um, like through Instagram, I'll hit them up, I'll email them and I'll say, um, are you interested? I, I did that a lot during the pandemic. I made a lot of great shoots. I learned that I love creative directing. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, I have, I don't have a personal style yet because I think that takes some time to get to, to recognize and that's okay. Cause I used to be like, Oh my God, like how do people have such like curated fucking pages? Like, I don't understand that. But like, because I just haven't practiced it enough, you know? So I, well, just, I, I think that that in of itself is a style. <laughs> just not having yeah. a style as a style. Sort of. Yeah. And there's a kind of fun feeling. It's, it's like a feeling, you know, it's a humor style vibe and it's yeah. multifaceted too. Um, I don't know how I met you. You know how random that was? Is do yeah. we talk about that? Like you're yeah, totally random. Yeah. Well, like- I uh, well, I I had I was following the same kind of approach, right? Um, I've spent most of my adult life living in Europe, yeah, but I always dreamed of living in LA. So I moved here, and uh, as soon as I moved here, I just wanted to meet people and. Uh, just try things out. So I had a friend that was visiting um, who was previously a guest on Radical Strategies, Monica Bielskite. And I met a friend of hers um, who's an electronic musician and fashion designer, um, Anika mm-hmm. Perkins, uh, Sebiu is her artist name. And um, yeah, she was doing a fashion show in a church, I think. And mm-hmm. I, at the time, I wasn't totally certain which way I wanted to go. I knew that creative directing is kind of my main thing, but I had spent a lot of time shooting cars with speed hunters. And I thought, but you know, I still like picking the camera up. So she was doing a, a fashion show. So yeah. I thought I'd just come out and point my camera at yeah. it. And, uh, and uh, so, well, why don't you tell how you ended up there? Because that's where I kind of met yeah. you. Yeah, that is where I met you. That is how I, yeah. Well, um, sort of. I mean, we didn't actually talk then. We didn't. Um, no. But how did you end up in doing this fashion show? It was through a friend's Instagram post. Yeah. This is when I was like very, I, I never like done runway. I was new. It was like my first lesson. I wasn't even a year into modeling. Like I just oh, right. was trying everything. I did weird shit. Like I did a lot of music videos that I'm not proud of, but you just, mm-hmm. you just do it when you're like, you don't know what you're doing. You just try things to see what yeah. you're yeah. And that um, I saw on one of my friends, she was, she was a model and um, she had posted her friend who was Anika and was like, she was looking for models to do runway. And I was like, Oh, cool. I love the, go- I love Gothic style stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was at a church. I was like, fuck yeah. So um, with, I replied to her posting. I was like, Oh, if you're looking for other models, I'm down to do it. And so I didn't know her. I didn't even know her work or anything. I just decided mm-hmm. to go try this thing. And um, it was it was cool. I think that was my, maybe my one of my first, I think that was my first, yeah, fashion show that I ever did. Oh, and, really? Okay. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't know that. You were <laughs> at the other end of photographing it. Yes. And 
Right. And I didn't know anyone there either. I just showed up. Yeah. I had no idea who any of these people were, or I just hung around in the, the yeah. back and pointed my camera. Yeah, and, so for uh, the longest time, I thought you were a photographer. I didn't know you did anything else. I was just like, oh, this no. is a photographer. Like, that's, no. that's all I thought of you as. <laughs> no, no, that was, by, the, by then it had kind of become a hobby. Yeah. I had, I had done it for a while, but I've never really considered myself a photographer. I'm more a creative director and I work with photographers, but there was a while there I had like five, six photographers working for me and they just seemed to be having all the fun. So I thought, well, I know how to shoot video. I hadn't done photography, but I knew how to operate cameras. I had yeah. somewhat of a camera language. So I thought, well, I'm going to try this. So I got all of them to teach me how to use cameras. Yeah. And, you know, some of them are pretty talented people. In fact, one of them is coming on, the, on Radical Strategies uh, in the oh. series, Larry Chen. He's one of my teachers, even though I was uh, hiring him. At, at any rate, um, I think the moral of the story here is that sometimes you just try things out and it's really good to work with and collaborate with other creatives because you never yeah. know what's going to happen. So in, in our case, I had shot all these pictures um, and I was just sending them out to different people. And then you and I just started chatting and then mm -hmm. from there, um, you know, became friends and then a couple of little collabs here and there, um, but more we're in the community and we kind of support each other, right? Yeah. We're kind of looking out for each other's backs to see, you know, what can be done, where, where the yeah. ship can go, right? Yeah, I really appreciate this friendship. I really do. And I, you know, oh, I met, no, it's true. And I've met a lot of your friends now. You've met some of mine. Um, it's interesting because I, I feel like the creative industry is pretty like once you start getting to know people you realize it's not that big like mm -hmm. in la do you feel that like you run into like similar faces um yes and no in that uh there are different communities right so <laughs> i'm more connected into uh automotive and motorsports you know that's mm -hmm. my background and i'm heading a bit more direction streetwear culture a little bit and that i'm meeting a, more and more people in that space you know through uh -huh. some of the work that i've done with acronym etc you know you just start meeting people and connecting in um but i know you know i look at you in your life and you are connected into a community of people as well um mm -hmm. like a you know there's a bunch of rappers and actors and you know this type of thing and i've only met a couple of them here and there right mm -hmm. they may come with you to an event and that type of thing so mm -hmm. that's like a different ecosystem that i'm only like i've only touched upon and come through a couple of times here and there yeah. um so yeah there's there are different definitely different ecosystems community and maybe it's something we should talk about the importance of community yeah because that that's definitely a, a thing right mm -hmm. so, I, I look at you and, and you're definitely connected into a local scene and community. Yeah, it's funny because I don't even know how to define it. Like I, you yeah. probably can define, other people can define it better than I can. And it's, 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 it's funny because I think it has to do with probably just being around, like it's like an Asian American community or like mm -hmm. a, and it's like, I have no fucking idea how I ended up there. Like obviously I'm Asian American, but like, yeah. You know, you just collab and you start hanging out with certain people and then people, you know, put you in a certain, in, in a, in a space, in an ecosystem, I guess. Yeah. I still, I, I want to say I haven't found my, my group yet though. Like my real core group yet. 
I know no? there's a lot of them, but I don't think that I found. Yeah, because I, you know I am working. I'm working toward being an actor. I don't. Mm-hmm. I have my core like few friends that I I can go to all the time and mm. um, create, keep creating. So I'm still looking for that. And oh, that, right. right. And I think that comes with just time and um, having experiences with people. And um, right. Would you say that? Like finding common ground and like a similar goal, but also like yeah, yeah. almost in the same level too. Yeah, that's, that's true. Um, that I, you hit it there. Like I find the people that I have the strongest bonds with were roughly in a similar place. Yeah in our careers um i've got also some people that, that are further ahead right but i'm yeah. close enough with them that you know my skill set and where i'm at the if you want to call the level i don't mm-hmm. even like saying it like that per se yeah. but at least where you're at with your career progression there should be yeah. some overlap but it's worth noting that i have people that i work with that are maybe ahead of me that might be helping me or that i'm learning from or they might have a core skill that's quite different like uh i like hanging out with entrepreneurs and company founders or crypto experts and this type of thing right people that are doing really well because i'm really interested in that type of stuff but i also have a group of people that are more starting out that i'm more mentoring you could say Uh, uh, you know younger creatives because i think it's really important to pass things along pass the knowledge along and and if you're in a position to help anyone then you should do it. And of course, with creative projects, there's always a lot of roles to fill. Mm. So, you know, you got people that are at different levels and uh, you come together and do a project. Yeah. Right? Some people mm-hmm. more senior, some people more junior. Yeah. But uh, everyone, everyone works together on something. But getting back to what you're saying, like when you have a core group of people that are all kind of trying to come up together and support each other, um, I think you and I are kind of like that in, and you know where we're at mm-hmm. you know we're like compare yeah. notes we get together we look at how things are going et cetera, et cetera, and we introduce each other to other people in our groups yeah. um i think that's kind of a that's very important yeah uh, yeah that's how that's how i look at it what about you yeah no absolutely i think that's a connection is like the most it's difficult. I have to say mm-hmm. it's probably the, one of the hardest things I'm learning about right now uh, because there's your outer circle and then there's your inner circle. And in this creative world, it's very not fine-tuned. Like when I was doing sales, I knew who my network was. I knew who my friends were and I knew where the lines were because it's traditional business. But with 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 the this industry, it's almost like there's so many blurred lines that it's it's hard to like really uh, figure that out. Mm-hmm. And you've been in this you've been in this industry for way longer, so it's like you you know you know. And I don't know if it's different like being in LA versus like how it is in Europe. It is. It's different. It's different. Yeah. Is it yeah. here? Like is it <laughs> like is it how is it different? I actually want to know how it's different. Uh... It's hard to describe because the cultures are very different, right? Yeah. Uh, I've lived in London. I've lived in Stockholm as well um, at length. I've obviously lived in a few other European cities as well. Um, 
I think uh, here there are some really strong communities, um, at least that I'm able to join. Uh, maybe because I am from North America, I'm from Canada, but you know I'm from the same continent. Um, yeah, there are also very strong communities over there as well. But maybe for me as an outsider, it's harder to to join in the party unless you grow up there. You know, it, there's just something about if you grow up somewhere and you have that common experience. Um, and there's a deep understanding and you, your background is similar. There's a bond there, the, an understanding um, that's hard to get when you're really the odd one out, when you're from somewhere else. Um, mm. This is a whole other subject, of course. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, here I find one thing I love about American culture, one of my favorite things about here, being here is um, community and support and how people really try and help each other. So if you say, hey, I'm going to do this thing, people say, yes, you do that thing, you go, we're going to help you. <laughs> yeah. And in a lot of other places, even Canada, if you say, hey, I'm going to do this thing, people say, well, who do you think you are? Really? What makes you so special? Um, uh, it's tall, tall poppy syndrome, and there's a lot of cultures that are like that. Uh, um, uh-huh. But that's a whole other subject that we can get wow. into. Well, it's been a great conversation. Yeah. Um, I want to close up by asking you your final piece of advice to someone who's starting out, your radical strategy of the day, your insight, uh, someone who may be looking at you saying, oh, I'd definitely love to, uh, to try that out or love to have a career that kind of looks like what you're doing. Um, what advice would you have? My advice is to really go for what you want in this life. Mm -hmm. You could die tomorrow. I know that's such a, that's like everyone says this, but it's the truth is that you don't want to live a mediocre life unless that's your goal. Right. But I, <laughs> I, I truly think, and that's some people's goal, right? I don't know, but I think that you should strive for what you want and don't listen to your parents. Don't listen to your your, I don't know, your other mentors who don't really know what you want, like you, you mm. know yourself best. So surround yourself with good people, people with similar values to you. And, um, but in the end, just go for what you want. That's, that's, that's all I have to say. Go for what you want. <laughs> and people can come like and ask me if they have questions, like I'm more than happy to help people. If they hit me up on my Instagram, uh, that's usually what I check the most are my emails. Um, I, I'd love to help whoever's interested in like changing career paths the way I do. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, thanks very much for your time. Uh, fabulous conversation. And I think that that's really good advice. Um, cause I, I know a lot of people that are just starting out that don't have that and everyone's trying to pressure them in a different direction and, or you've got people that are jealous or just not being helpful. So. Um, yeah, solid advice.